The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. Jesus said to Nicodemus, No one has gone up to heaven except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And the Son of Man must be lifted up, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the desert, so that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. Yes, God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not be lost, but may have eternal life. For God sent his Son into the world not to condemn the world, but so that through him the world might be saved. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Gloriari in cruce, as I've raised many times the bishop's episcopal model, we glory in the cross. I have to say, at many levels, I really am totally captivated and beguiled and besotted with the cross. In many other ways, I I think I I hate it. I find a million ways to avoid it, as maybe all of us do from time to time. But, But the mystery of the cross is such a beautiful mystery that we have as part of our heritage as Christians. Just a few weeks ago, we heard those words from St. Paul to the Corinthians where he says, the message of Christ is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Notice the tense in which he puts that. To those who are perishing, it's an ongoing sort of downward spiral. Or by contrast, those who are being saved. And please God, that's us being drawn deeper and deeper into the mystery of the cross and therefore the life that lies beyond it you think to yourself the cross is such a strange thing for us to hold right at the center of our faith and our proclamation what's more central to the human life in a secular sort of pagan sense than avoiding pain you know it's it's like the first thing you learn that's hot don't touch it that's pointy don't don't play with it you know this is basic Um, in the animal world pain is is everywhere. As John Paul II says in his letter, Salvavici Dolores, The Mystery of Suffering, John Paul says that pain is everywhere to be found. But when it comes into the human realm, we suffer at a much deeper level because we don't just feel pain and then get on with it, but we ask, why is that pain there? Why did I suffer that? In fact, why is there suffering at all? Why is there evil? And suddenly the human mind spirals into this deep, like dive into what life is and what justice is and what meaning and purpose is and why we're here. The human can't avoid this. And what's more interesting is even though the world is where we meet suffering, we don't direct these questions at the world. We direct them to God. God, why is the world this way? In that beautiful passage from John, from John's Gospel, and if, if you've seen that episode of The Chosen, that's the image that's in my mind. Jesus, late at night, speaking with this very respected Jewish elder who's come to him in secret, lest he scandalize his friends or, or suffer embarrassment for going to Jesus. He goes there and they're having this long dialogue and Nicodemus simply isn't getting it. How can a man go into the womb again and be born? He's, he's not understanding because as we heard, the Jews are looking for signs, sort of tangible signs. And then beyond Judaism, the Greeks and the, the, the pagan world are looking for wisdom. It has to make sense, otherwise I can't really buy into it. 
So Jesus tells him a sign that he knows he'll understand from the Jewish heritage. He says, just as the serpent was lifted up in the desert, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone would gaze on him. Nicodemus knows exactly what this is. Perhaps he didn't know that it was a messianic prefigurement, but he understands, okay, salvation is at stake here. The Jews demand signs, we hear, and the Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, because God, in fact, calls all of us, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. I want to say one last thing, if I can. Paul was a kind of a superman. You know, he was really exceptionally gifted and and zealous and all of that was on full display and and in his letter to the corinthians in his second letter he he says this he says if you want to boast i've got all the more reason to boast are you hebrew so am i are you an israelite so am i are you abraham's heir so am i i'm christ's servant just like you i've worked harder than you i've been imprisoned more and longer i've been beaten with rods i've been pelted with stones Uh, I've all but died. I've been shipwrecked three times. He goes on and on. He lists his credentials. He says, I'm a nomad who's constantly in danger. And besides all this, and I love that he puts this at the end because it puts it in the context of pastoral life, the life that we all share together. He says, besides all this, every night I'm concerned with the well-being of the church. He says, where is their weakness and I don't feel it? Where is their temptation to sin and I don't burn? What he's saying is my union with the body of Christ is so intimate that all of its members are pressing the sensitivity of my heart. I can't but die for their sake because I love them so much and we're so intertangled. So then we come to the cross where all flesh goes. St. Rose of Lima said, apart from the cross, there is no ladder by which we would get to heaven. St. Thomas Aquinas, he says, why did the Son of God have to suffer? For two reasons, as a remedy and as an example. He says, whoever wishes to live perfectly should do nothing but disdain what Christ disdains on the cross and desire what he desired. Because on the cross, every virtue is to be found. Love, patience, generosity, obedience, detachment, All things, St. Thomas tells us this. So let's simply take a moment as we now approach the altar of the cross. Let's take a moment to gaze at the one who's lifted up, drawing all people to himself. Man, woman, Gentile, Jew, rich, free, slave, poor, everything. He draws us to himself so that every vice can be pressed into virtue. He is our life, and it's him in whom we boast and who we preach to the world.